We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. Hi, I'm Yue Shu. And I'm Julie Kraftchik. We are active daters turned dating sociologists. Here to dive into everything modern dating and relationships. Welcome to the Datable Podcast. Hi, friends. Welcome to Brunch Talk. What a great time to get brunch. It is rainy and cold in LA. And all I want to do is just cuddle and eat brunch with you all. Yeah. How good does that sound right now? So soothing. I cannot wait to have my potatoes, eggs, you know, just that comfort food. Do you eat brunch in bed? Or have you ever eaten a meal in bed? I have never. Have you? No. But why is that always <laughs> in the movies? I was going to say the same thing. I feel like that is the scene in the movies that someone does some romantic gesture to yeah. bring them breakfast in bed. But I have never done that. I think my dad might have done that for my mom back in the day. I kind of vaguely remember. That's very that. sweet. I would just say, get this out of my bed. <laughs> I don't want food in my bed. <laughs> I don't want crumbs. I feel like like my kitchen to my bed, I'm like looking at it now from where I am. It's like five steps. <laughs> It's like not even that far. Just stay in the kitchen. I find it kind of gross to eat in bed, but I think a lot of people do like snack in bed. It also feels uncomfortable, right? Like to be like yeah. laying down and eating, like it feels very uncomfortable to me. Yeah. I like to be sitting up. Yeah, like, strange. In my mind, theoretically, it's a very romantic gesture. But in reality, please, anybody who's friends <laughs> with my partner, tell him not to do that. Don't do <laughs> I love surprises, but don't surprise me with that. I have to admit that a bad habit that my partner and I have is that we eat at the couch a lot in front of the TV. Do you do this or do you mm. always eat at the table? We do it once a week. I limit it to once a week. Okay, that's smart. I feel like I feel like if my partner could do it, he'd do it every day because he didn't even have a table at his old place. Oh my god. It's very comfortable. <laughs> Dinner and a movie. It is. It is, but it's a bad habit. 
And I have a really nice dining table that we need to sit at more. I know. Sometimes you're just like, we don't need to talk. Let's just watch TV and eat. I get that. But yeah, food is a great way to bond. But food and TV or food and movie, not the best. I like this. I might adapt this once a week. Once a week, like Sundays, you know. Once a week rule. It's a special treat. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. We have to earn it. <laughs> we have to earn it. Certain things drive me crazy when we're eating anywhere. If we're out with friends and we're doing brunch or whatever, it drives me crazy when he's on his phone. It drives me crazy when other people are on their phone. I don't know. It just drives me nuts. And like, is there something so urgent that you have to check your phone? Yeah, I feel like I'm guilty of that sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I try. If I'm like out to eat, I try not to do that. Like if I'm at a group meal or even out to dinner with my partner, I really try to limit that. But I will maybe sneak a peek in the bathroom. You're the girl that's like swiping on Tinder while on a date. Well, that was me. Not anymore. But checking, checking <laughs> out who's set match. the record. Let's make sure we set the record clear. That's not current day. <laughs> I can't. If I can just get rid of my phone, I think I would, especially when it comes to brunch. But <laughs> this is an off topic. But do you ever wonder if you're still floating around on a dating app? Because they're historically known for not pushing people off to up their user base. Because I remember when I was on Hinge, when I was dating my ex, I thought I was off Hinge. Like I deleted it. I logged out, deactivated on my side. But you had to call them at the time to really physically get off the app. Oh. And someone saw me on there. Wow. Yeah. And I think they've made some improvements because this was a long time ago because there's some serious privacy issues on that. But I've heard of other people say, I think our moderator Janice said she popped up in like a different city once. Someone told her that they saw her in a city she didn't live in. I have a lot of anxiety around this. I think about it a lot that like, am I just like popping up one day? Because actually someone, this guy that was like an old friends with benefits messaged me once and he was like oh i saw you on tinder like i'm single and i was like wait i haven't been on tinder in years Mm. it's kind of scary sounds like a class action lawsuit to me if i am still floating around (laughs) on an app i sure hope people would tell me you know yeah no one's told me in a while so i feel better about it but as soon as this guy told me i went into tinder and i'm like fuck that like this was even before i met my partner i just had been off tinder for years because i just couldn't deal with tinder yeah you're still floating sometimes or people have seen you but they're like uncomfortable (sighs) and they're thinking maybe julie's in an open relationship you know there could be all these rumors spread that's why you can't like as much as easy it is to jump to conclusions when you see someone on an app i feel like you can't because i know that this shit happens they need to do a status verification. Yeah. <laughs> Verified <laughs> like a single. every so often. Verified. Or it should be like, if you haven't logged in in X amount of days, then you are not an yeah. active profile. Yeah. But these dating apps want to show you quantity. <laughs> it's fucked up. Exactly. But well, yes. We'll get off this soapbox. <laughs> if <yes>. anybody <laughs> sees either one of us on a dating app, please do please reach out and us. let us know. Screenshot it. We want to make sure it is our old profiles. <sighs> Send it to us. We would love to know and file that class action lawsuit. All right. That's how we're going to that's how we're going to support the podcast. But before yeah, we I was like, that's how we're profitable in 2023. Before we <laughs> win that lawsuit, I guess we have to screw our other projects. Yeah. <laughs> Here's our brunch talk question. 
The question is, do you need to have similar interests to be in a healthy relationship? And for more context, we got a listener that wrote in and said, I was recently dumped because the guy I was seeing didn't think I was enough of a runner. Mm. Is this a legit reason to break up with someone? It feels like it isn't, but curious your thoughts. I had this exact conversation with our couples counselor this week. Interesting. Because Yes, because we've been together for four and a half years. Our interests were similar in the beginning, and then they start changing. Mm. And now they're kind of similar again, and I think they're going to change again. We're constantly evolving. I'm taking up new interests and hobbies. He's doing the same thing. And our counselor said, your interests do not to be aligned. You do not have to have similar interests, but your values should be aligned. That's the most important thing for the foundation of a relationship. So you can have all these different interests and that's what makes you more of an interesting person to your partner Mm -hmm. is that you do have different interests. Now, of course, it's great if like for me, I love that my partner and I have similar tastes in food. I don't (laughs) think I could be with someone who didn't love sushi as much as we do or (laughs) who didn't love tequila as much as we do. That I appreciate. But if one day... We decide that we're going to have different tastes in food. Is it going to break us up? Probably not. It's just we'll have to navigate that. I'm mixed on this one. I foundationally agree with you that you do not have to have every interest aligned. But I do think you need to have a similar lifestyle. And it depends Mm. how much your interests become your lifestyle, too. So I'm thinking of your friends, UA, the two runners. Yes, the runners. You know, I obviously this example triggered this. But these two people, they have a baby now and they are running. I feel like a foundation of their relationship was that they ran together all the mm-hmm. time and now they're running with their baby. <laughs> like mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, now the three of them. And I'm like, this is such a couple goals that they can still keep doing what they were doing before. But anyways, I feel like for these people, it was so core to them. You know them better than I do. Like, do you think they could have been with someone that wasn't a runner? Or do you think that like wouldn't have worked for them? I absolutely think they could be with other people who aren't runners. If you're dating someone who's a big runner and you're not, it makes them very interesting to you because you're wondering how can you run so much? And then you more interesting to them because you have other ways of being active or other things that you may be obsessed with. It just so happens, I think they got really lucky that they met each other and they have this mutual love for running. I don't think it's absolutely necessary for the relationship. I certainly don't think they can throw everything else out the window and be like, at least we have running. Right, That's going to keep us together. (laughs) Definitely not. But I do think, like, (laughs) I agree with you. Like, I remember I did this video call or phone call. It wasn't even a video call. Like, this guy on a dating app super liked me or one of, like, the extreme likes, right? We did a Mm -hmm. phone call. I thought it went well in the sense that as well as a phone call can go, right? Like I was down to meet him. Seemed like we could carry a conversation. Clearly we were attracted enough through profile photos. He messaged me and was like, I don't think we have like enough interest. I really like to snowboard and you don't. Oh. And I was like, does that really matter? I think that what happens when you focus so much on these things is that you 
ignore the bigger stuff like you were saying the values yeah and how someone makes you feel of course if you can find the snowboarder that also does all the other stuff then fantastic but i wouldn't want someone to like sacrifice a common interest because of that yeah my current partner likes to snowboard he goes about three times a year Mm -hmm. and in those three times i will still go up to tahoe and hang out like he doesn't need me to be there on the slopes with him but i still support the hobby and also if he wanted to do it he could go himself too right there's yeah many ways around this it's not like if you're with someone that doesn't do your exact interests, you can never do it again like they either come along Maybe they try your interests or maybe they just support you from afar or they let you do it yourself. Like there's many options. Yeah. The problem with putting your interests at the forefront when you're dating is that you're boxing the potential of your relationship into a very small area. If you come in and say, I have these interests, you have your interests, I'm open to other things, then you open up the potential of your relationship. I actually think it's more important to foster a mutual interest together that's new for both of you, right? Then having someone come on board and try to get them on your side. Now, not to say there's no trying. I think everybody can try to learn about your partner's interests, but it's better that we respect our partner's interests more than we try to be that interest or, you know, try to learn that interest. That's not as important as just respecting it. Totally. I think it also comes down to what is it that you want from a relationship? Are you looking for an activity partner? Yeah. Are you looking for someone that goes deeper that could be a support system, your life partner? Like, I think when you actually clarify what is it you're looking for, different things become more of a priority to you. Right. So, of course, if you're looking for just an activity partner, you want someone that shares the similar interests. That's typically not what we want at the core of a relationship. Many of us have friends that could be those activity partners. There's usually a little bit more. What that little bit more is, is probably different for everyone. But I would say this is probably an invitation if you're the type of person that's dismissing people because of interests to say, what is it that I actually want? So my partner posed this question the other day because he's on a health kick, especially with nutrition. And he was saying, I'm worried that if I'm doing what I'm doing and I keep doing this, I'm on this trajectory to become that person who's counting his macros, who's very strict about his nutrition and diet. And then you're not that person. Are we going to grow apart? And my response to him was our mutual interests is we want to be healthy. Yeah. That is the interest. That's also our intrinsic value in our relationship. We want to be healthy for ourselves and for each other. How we get to that goal, it can be varied. I can have my own way of getting healthy. You have your own way. It does not have to be the same. And that is okay. We can have separate meals. You can do your macro counting and I can not do that. We don't have to subscribe to the same thing as long as we're trying to achieve the same goals. I like that. And especially, I don't know, I'm not to say his macro counting won't be forever, but I've definitely gone through so many phases in right? life with different diets and health kicks, and they are not always what's current. So it Everything's is temporary. like you were saying earlier. Exactly. Like sometimes you're going to ebb and flow. So before we go into more, let's take a quick break for a message. 
This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's ViaHemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash datable. That is armoire.style, spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast exit interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. <laughs> Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, like let's talk about lifestyle a bit though. Let's say you are that person yeah. that is running every day and it's core to you. Could you be with someone that doesn't exercise at all? Like, does that even matter? 
I mean, I think a lot of it just depends on what you're looking for in a partner again. Like, are you okay doing this stuff solo? Are you going to be frustrated if this person is a couch potato? Or are you the type of person that's like, cool, let them do them? Like, I think there's so many variables of personality. And again, what matters to you ultimately in a relationship? It still goes back to the question of goals. If you're a runner every day and your partner doesn't exercise at all, do you have a mutual goal of being active and healthy? If you don't, then maybe that's kind of an issue because then your goals aren't aligned. If your goals are aligned, they're just doing their own thing to be healthy. That's great. I also think a lot of people that I've talked to, the interests that they have that they develop when they were single, they prefer to do those alone. That's your me time, you know? And that's true. That's that's really cool. And then when you're away from your partner and you come back, it makes it so much more exciting because then you can talk about what you just did when you were apart. So believe it or not, at one stage in my life, I was quite a runner. I did multiple half marathons. Yes, I remember. That is not me today. But during that time, I loved it because it was alone time. And honestly, if I was still a runner, I would not want my partner to be a runner. Like, I don't want to chat with you while I'm running. That is my (laughs) time. So I agree with you on that. I think, though, it comes back to just like thinking about this, this running example, just because it came in. That's why it's so top of mind. Like health is like the top of your pyramid of goals. Then yes, maybe you'll build resentment if the other person's Mm -hmm. the couch potato. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like we're not one dimensional. Usually it's not just like health is our only goal. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's not what drew you to this person in the first place. Unless they were this super active person now turned couch potato, you probably knew up front that they weren't this super active person. Like I have a couple friends, like my friend and her fiance, like she runs like crazy. He does not. He's not active at all. And she doesn't give a fuck. Like she they, doesn't care. Like, you know, they drink wine together. They just their banter and communication and just like the time they spend together is super fun. So to her, that's not essential that this person is super active. Like it's not at the top of her list. She has running buddies. She does it herself. Yeah, she has There's her community. many ways around this. But at the same time, I feel like she's someone that can balance both. Like there are certain runners, for instance, that will go to bed at 9 p.m. and wake right. up at right. like 6 a.m. I could see that being difficult if you are not that person and your whole schedule is getting. So I, I think it really just depends on what else is important to you in life and how rigid you are and how much of an emphasis this one interest is. The interest is a part of you. It does not define you and it does not define the relationship. But if you do meet someone and are attracted to them solely because of a mutual interest, you are entering into very dangerous territory. I'll give you an example. Yeah. I know this couple, when they first met, they were raving a lot. They went to a lot of raves. They yeah. loved music yep. shows I and raves. That's all they did. Some unts, examples. Unts, yes. Unts, <laughs> right? They're dancing. They're having a good time. They went out every weekend. He was like, oh my gosh, I've never met a girl who loved going to raves this much. This is my soulmate. After they got married, they had a kid and she stopped raving. I mean, yeah. good for Obviously. you. Yeah. yeah, You're a good mom. Her kid is a toddler and she no longer wants to be part of that lifestyle, but he still wants to go to raves. And so he's saying, I think we've fallen out of love because we're no longer going to raves. And now they're looking into possible separation. The problem with this is that the only glue 
for that relationship in the beginning was this mutual interest. But we have to understand as we get older, as we evolve, our interests will be different and they will change. And that is okay. But if that's all you have to go on, it's really dangerous. I agree. I can think of so many people like that. And it can't just be current day interests. Like that can't be the only thing that's holding you two together. Because interests change, like you said. If you're looking for someone that's a life partner, it's so much more important to think about the characteristics and qualities of this person as a person. Yes. Not even like interests and values of interest. Like even the health thing, like I think that's important. Don't get me wrong. But more important is like, are they a good person that's going to support me and like be there for me? Like those are the cores that we tend to put as secondary because they're not as flashy and fun. We feel like it comes with a territory. Well, I'm with this person must be because they display all the characteristics I want in a partner. We think it's a default setting. So we ignore them. And then we focus on the interest because that's more quantifiable. I can see how many miles you run in a week versus how kind you are to me. Right. That's a problem. We're just trying to quantify qualifications of the right partner. We're looking at the wrong qualities. Yeah. Like I agree that we think it's a default, but then... It's not because the way you define kindness might not even be the same as someone else. They could say they're kind. Yeah. I think that when people say like that stuff on a profile, especially in that stage, it's really hard because it's so subjective, right? Yeah. But like you were saying, I agree, like the number of miles you run, the type of music you listen to, like that's very like, oh, yeah, this matches up or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, that isn't the stuff that matters at all. Right. And this is why when we read your bios on these dating apps and you list out all of your interests, good for you. It's nice to see what type of person you are. But you also have to think about what is your purpose in doing that? What's the point? Why are you doing that? Are you doing that because you want other people to jump on board and say, yes, I have the same list of interests? And newsflash, you all list the same interests. I like to travel. I like to eat. I like to read. I listen to podcasts. It's like the same list we see over and over again. So generic. I like to be active. I like to hike. It's the same. I like to do yoga. (laughs) Like, Come on, guys. I also think people need to be realistic of how much you're actually doing this because I feel like people want someone that's like their aspirational quality. Yeah. I remember like I was looking at profiles with a friend of mine and she's like, oh, my God, this guy is a marathon runner. Uh And she hasn't run a marathon. Like she runs like occasionally, but it's not a big part of her life. It's like, do you actually even want the marathon runner? Like they could right. be like getting up super early and doing this. You know, I think it's like, I did this once. I remember looking at a someone's profile from our profile reviews mm-hmm. and he had this like crazy hike photo. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how important is hiking in your life? And how important is it that your partner hikes? Because if it's not, this is super intimidating to people and you might mm. be scared some people away. If you want someone that's going to do this every single weekend with you, then keep it in. Yes. But if this is like something you did once a year, 10 years ago, then you do not need to put it on there. No need. No (laughs) need at all. Yeah, because I think we put our interests up front because we think it impresses people. We're trying to sell ourselves. I would so much rather someone show me how they're consistent or kind. Like give an example. Don't just say I'm consistent or I'm kind. 
Like, I want to hear that in a profile. I know. How would you do that in a profile? I don't know. That's why no one does it. I always return text messages in a timely manner. If I say I'm going to show up, I'm definitely showing up. Those are great examples. I think you could do that. That's great. The problem is, though, it does take a little more thought than just saying, I like to travel. I've been to 36 countries. You know, like that's a life without me. As a person who's trying to, like, view you as a potential partner, you've been to 36 countries without me, so why does that apply to me? But if your aspirations are to go to 36 countries in the next 10 years, that's interesting. That brings me into the conversation. If you're like, my hobbies are returning text messages and being on time. (laughs) Oh, so sexy. There. So sexy. So sexy. You know, I went to this comedy show recently for an upcoming guest of ours. And Mm -hmm. clearly this is a comedy show. It's entertainment. But it was matching two people up. And the whole thing was like this girl went to all these countries. Like she went to like 80 countries or something. And that was kind of like what she was looking for in someone else. And I was just thinking like, okay, that's cool if that is something that initially can give you some combo starters. Like that's why I think it is good to maybe put some interest in because it's something someone can latch onto as a combo starter. But it can't just be that. Like that can't Mm-mm. be what's holding you together, like we've been saying. No. I think we definitely answered this question. We have a strong opinion. We definitely about did. This. So the answer <laughs> to answer this person's question, I actually think maybe you dodged a bullet if this person broke up with you because they couldn't run. Either they were not looking at a relationship more expansively than just common interests, or they would have either expected you to be running all the time or waking up at freaking crack of dawn, which you probably don't want to be doing. So either way, you've dodged a bullet. Yeah, they were going to run away from you anyway. I had someone once tell me that like they didn't think that it would work out because I wasn't into (laughs) sci-fi. And I'm like, you know, if this is truly enough of an interest for this person, I don't want to be doing this every weekend, right? Your response was, thank you. Thank you for saving me. I don't want to be held hostage on the couch watching sci-fi every weekend. If you want to go watch sci-fi on your own, let me do something else. Knock yourself out. Don't care. But if this is so important to you that you were going to make me do this with you, good riddance. Find someone that's into sci-fi. I'm not going to those conventions with you. No, thank you. But someone will. Someone will. Someone will. But hopefully it's more than just sci-fi holding them together. That's our dateable (laughs) POV. (laughs) Uh, Good question. I like that question a lot. Yes. So that wraps it up for this week's episode of Brunch Talk. We'll be back next week with another question. In the meantime, send in your questions. You can email us hello at datablepodcast.com or you can DM us on Instagram at datablepodcast is the handle. Okay. We'll see you next week. Bye. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Media Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at Dateable Podcast and visit datablepodcast.com for access to all the episodes and our premium programs. Also, make sure to subscribe today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. So you are the first to get all the latest episodes. And most importantly, stay dateable. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.